Welcome to the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where today we're talking about the joy of cooperative games. Yay! Welcome back to the Critical Twits. I'm Brian. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about the joy of cooperative board games, aren't we, Aaron? Yes, we are. And we're very excited to do so. Um, the podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud and all those places. But also for this episode and hopefully other episodes soon to come, uh, video is available on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, hello, we'll wave. Hello. Uh, but we'll maintain some kind of descriptive audio component for those of you that aren't uh, by wave we mean wobbling hand back and forth just in case you don't know what a wave is we never know yeah yeah that, that's good that's actually very descriptive i'm very i'm proud of you that's all right thank you you've come a long way <laughs> so yeah so cooperative board games then aaron yes. do you like cooperative board games i love cooperative board games they are probably my one of my favorite genres of board games to be honest yeah um well as far as categorizing board games is concerned you've got board games you've got dice ones and card ones and you've got ones where you just do lots of talking yeah and you've got ones that don't use a board but are still board games because they could have a board (laughs) they're all the genres of board games yes no um yeah yeah you're right i mean there's lots of different uh genres of board game cooperative board games kind of a genre that covers lots of different things you can have a cooperative deck builder you can have a cooperative dungeon crawler you can have a cooperative party game you can have all sorts of different games within different genres but kind of like this overarching theme um or mechanic where instead of you competing against each other your source of conflict is with the game itself, with the board, with the mechanisms therein. You may have a puzzle to solve, a problem to solve, or a time limit to complete certain actions by. Yes. Yes. So that's uh, that's what we mean by a cooperative game. Apt and succinct description. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose, I mean, we've got a couple cooperative games here in front of us. We've got we do. Pandemic. Yes, uh, classic. Legacy. Uh, one of the first cooperative games I actually played. There's one of... It's not the, one of the first cooperative games. It's one of the one of the first big, mm. big named cooperative games, I think. And is yeah, similarly, it's one of the first ones I ever owned as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so we talked a lot about pandemic in a previous episode. Yes, number. Yeah. I'm going to say seventy something. Yeah, edit that in later. Uh, no, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, because we were so taken with the Pandemic series, which has got loads of different games in. Huge amounts of variations. Um, Pandemic actually is one of those games where, I suppose if you explain Pandemic very briefly, you are playing members of the Centre for Disease Control. You are flying around the world trying to stop four diseases from murdering all of humanity, yep. um, curing some and sort of holding some back. Um, and hoping that you don't get to a point where so many viruses have outbroken that everyone dies horribly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so your your opponent in that game is the system by which cards are flipped and disease cubes, virus cubes are placed down. Yeah. Simple yeah. enough. Yeah. So that's that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, in, in essence. Uh, it's one of the, the very first games I, I played, as I said, um, that's, that's cooperative. And it's also... One of those games where people are getting into what I would term serious board games when they're moving beyond Cluedo, Monopoly and Scrabble. Oh, yes. Going yes. For something more modern, a modern board game. Yeah, yeah. 
it's one of those ones that captures people's attention and it's one of those ones that actually I kind of buy people for their like if they need a birthday present or a Christmas present I think I bought like three different copies of Pandemic and gifted them to people yeah yeah because it's nice and easy to pick up um, and because that cooperative element is so far removed from games like Monopoly and Cluedo yes. and stuff like that that it shows you that board games can be something other than those games yes um, any other really good cooperative board games that you've played uh, Mysterium, actually. Yes, our oh, Mysterium is so good. Yeah, I love which, Mysterium. Which is the game we should buy people who love Cluedo that want to play a cooperative version, essentially. Yes. It's Cluedo without roll and move yep. and actual clues rather than just guessing. Yes. Um, where one of you plays a ghost. Who can't talk. Can't talk. You have to sew your mouth shut while you play the game, which yeah. is actually quite painful. It is, but, you know, the worth sewing it. kit they totally provide is uh, high quality, so yeah. it's fine. And you had, we both had to grow beards to hide the scars. Yes. No, yeah. You just can't talk. You're not allowed to talk. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to tell the players who a murderer was. Yep. Um, uh, or your murderer, I suppose, being the ghost. That's yes. probably what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's the aim. But it could be anybody's murder. You're a ghost. You can do what you like. Yeah, well, I suppose you could. You might have seen some sneaky murders. Well, exactly. If you're wandering around this mansion by yourself, yeah, got yeah. nothing better to do than watch other people get murdered. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it could be a hotspot of uh, murder. It could be like the murder house. It could Is be. H yeah. H Allen. H H. H.H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes, the um, the guy in Chicago had the murder house where like loads of people died. Yes. It could be like that. It could be, yeah. In which case, don't hang around for a seance. No, no. But I suppose people who do seances are the sort of people that aim for that because there's more activity. That's a good point. Into, into that oh, kind it's of tricky, thing. but you might get murdered. You might go through a false wall and end up in a pit of bodies. But if, if you're a person who does seances, then potentially you just, you know, you know exactly how to be a ghost and how it gets your, your crime solved. So yes. you, you've got an advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the other players are the people taking part in the seance yeah. and the, they use clues. Uh, the ghosts give them clues on cards and they have to try and use those clues to work out which location, which person, which thing was used to kill them. Yeah. So um, it, it's very much like Cluedo, but so much better. Yes. And you're all on the same side. You're all trying to solve the same murder. You're all trying to sort of follow. You're following slightly different clues. Yeah. You, you get different clues. If, but yeah. Um, ultimately, you want everybody to be there at the end yes. and help each other get there. And you can do it wrong and they not get to the end game with you. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's one of those games. I love playing it. Really enjoy playing it. I bought the expansion like 18 months two years ago when it yeah. first came out never played it with the expansion no in fact my expansion is here and the game itself is miles away yeah. in a secret location <laughs> uh, surrounded by spectres ghouls ghosts goblins and leashes that does make it awkward to play that was really good apart from goblins managed to slip in there and they're not undead no but they do like to hang around the undead to be fair they do they, they've got a lot in common they do stench and um, sort of that off green colour shunning shunning more yeah 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 uh, just they get shunned or they like shunning other people um, they get shunned oh okay oh bless um, I feel bad for them yeah now. like a kinky Amish woman <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, the Mysterium's quite nice especially because it's got quite an asymmetrical style of play yes uh, so the person yeah. who's given the clues is the ghost is doing something very different to the people who are the seers in the seance yes yeah um, so, you know, it gives a bit of... There's a nice bit of variety as far as... Because some co-op games, you basically do the same thing over and over again. You can mix who does the ghost and they get a bit of a different game, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you then? Unless I've stolen it. I'm I'm struggling. 
for other yeah. co-op games I've played. I know I've played lots of other co-op games. Oh, I've got one. Mm. We'll just cut that bit. Um, I've played Arkham Horror, the card game. Yeah. Which is a cooperative... going to burp. I've played Arkham Horror, the card game, yeah. which is a cooperative living card game for Fantasy Flight. Remember you telling me about this? Yes. Where yeah. you get a scenario and you work your way through it, either two of you or four of you, um, and your deck of cards represents the abilities and powers of your investigator. Very cool of Cthulhu, Arkham, yeah. Arkham the City, from yeah. the Lovecraftian uh, mythos. Yes. And yeah, that was quite fun. It was very different. It's very... Not, not what I expect from a... Deck building game. No, no. It, or a living car game, I should say, weird, not deck building. Yeah, it's weird because they do have, like, not... Com- they have tournaments. Yeah. But you're not competing, and I have no idea how that works. Soon maybe each each team... You play with a team, and you've got a scenario, and every every team has the same scenario, and it's whoever beats it the best. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. But yeah, no, I can see that kind of working. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it was quite fun. Yeah. I've only played it a few times. But it's it's interesting in how you kind of you build your deck and you make your deck really good, but you kind of have party roles. Yeah. So you'll be like, my deck is really good at this thing and this thing. Can you cover the other thing that we need to do? Yeah. Um, which is which is fun, which is interesting. So there's there's elements of that kind of that deck builder, um, or rather deck creation, not deck builder as in you're drafting cards and yeah. adding them to your deck, like something like uh, Dominion and Dominion. Mystic Vale and or the legendary series that is cooperative as well i've um, heard of those of times i've played a couple of them spoken of in hushed tones yes yeah they're a thing but as if they were mythical <laughs> <laughs> i've gone too far again haven't i um yeah that's basically the same thing yeah yes yeah we did an episode on deck builders whoa, a while ago i want to say episode 64 that's so a complete like 20 guess. It was quite a while ago. Yeah, it was actually. very early on. In this very room on a rickety table that was made of plasterboard and bits of cat hair. Hence <laughs> all the creaking you'll probably hear if you listen, yes. go back and listen to uh, it. I think there's, there's minimal creaking. I yeah, think it's we, not that bad. But... We jimmied it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not like the lovely, luscious pod setup we've got. Now, this yeah. is gorgeous, by the way, this new microphone setup we've got. Hopefully yeah, it's wonderful. it sounds even better than it used to. Yes, yeah. That's Despite the glorious expensive microphone these are glorious even more expensive microphones this is the third iteration of the podcasting machine yep uh the first iteration being (laughs) a karaoke mic i bought on amazon for a tenner yes (laughs) balanced on a weird tripod yeah the three legs didn't all meet how could you have a rickety tripod you still had a rickety tripod yeah must be impossible (laughs) but it was still rickety so like 10 pound gets you clearly yeah yeah um yeah, then then on to better, bigger and better things. Yeah, so. and then we had the uh, what was referred to as the dildo of shame. Oh yes, yeah, I've forgotten it got called that. Yeah, yes, uh, which is has gone away. Oh no, it's down there. It's down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, which was our yeti. The nice, um, nice and simple plug and plug, plug and get going yeah, setup. Yeah, nice big, long, slightly phallic object. Really yep. hefty. You could club a burglar to death with it. Yes, uh, if you're willing to undergo a long and uh, very public court case as a consequence. <laughs> it's a Tony Martin reference. Yes, That's, uh, current. Yes, yeah, very timely. <laughs> yeah, everything's timely here. Um, yeah, any more good cooperative games? Before I move on to the cooperative game's bastard cousin, the semi-cooperative game. Oh, 
bear with me while I think. I'm sure there's some. Uh, you didn't bear. No, it's because I asked you to bear with no, me. No, bear with. With implies <laughs> co-synchronous. I, I'm just yeah. naturally a bear. If I was gay, I'd clearly be a bear. <laughs> You're quite small. Aren't you an otter? Is, is that a thing? It's a small, hairy man. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fat as well, which apparently is a thing for being a bear. So, oh, okay. You know, I fit some of the criteria. If you're, if you're, if you're into the bear subculture, let me know if I, if I <laughs> fit. Um, <laughs> Less porridge, mate. Anyway, back to board games. Um, oh, there's got to be some others because we, we hunt them down. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, another one I quite like actually is the Unlock series. Okay, cool. I've not played any of those. No, I'm there you go be... again playing games without me, like <laughs> some kind of uncaring friend. <laughs> that's that's not really a simile, is it? No. <laughs> this shelf is like a piece of wood that supports things. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we I've spoken about it on the uh, Dice Cup Cafe Roundup. Yes, uh, I did yeah. from Nottingham a little while ago, episode um, ninety something. Yes, it was, yeah. Memorisation. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's basically an escape room in a box, as it's described. And yes. You yeah. get some cards with clues on, and you've got to solve the clues, and you work together to try and beat the app that it comes with. Oh, okay. of I was going to ask, how can you only play each of those once? <sighs> it's got a scoring system set up in it, so based on how many clues you take, how long you take, um, how many mistakes you make. Um, you'll get a rating of one to three okay. at a time for it. So theoretically, you can replay it again to get a better time and a better score. But you know the answers already. Yeah, so it's not really... It's not worth playing a second time more than four. I think no, there are no. some... There might be. We've got a new box, which I'm, we might discuss at some point in the future. Yeah, um, yeah. Because Wife of Twit is really into it. Um, so we've got a new one that's come with some different pieces... Yes. It's not just an app and some cards. Okay. It's got like some fold out clues and yeah. bits that slot into each other and stuff. And it seems like that one's meant for more replayability than the others have been in the past. I think yes. they've tried to make it that way. Yeah. Um, but as, as a system, yeah, no, you buy it and you play it once. So go in with it in a group because I think it's about 30 quid and it, you've, your quid's in really. It's yeah. yeah. worth it for the free. You get three separate adventures in there. Yeah. So yeah, um, and I recently played some of the Dungeons and Dragons um, board games that came out around about the time of Fourth Edition D anD. d Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I think we played Ravenloft. Uh, me and Jamie, we played yeah. that, which is a dungeon crawler where you're cooperative and everything is governed by AI. Mm. Uh, we did play the Dark Souls uh, board game. Oh yes, we did. Yeah, um, to mixed response. Yes, mm. yeah. The, the wasn't terrible yeah. but it was just okay and i also have gloomhaven here which sat on the table bigger than my body yeah heavier than my body <laughs> now now i've been on a diet um and i've still not managed to play it yet no um yeah because it's too big and daunting yeah but it is a cooperative game yeah uh so if you've got gloomhaven and have played it let us know in the comments whether you think i should actually bother or whether i should just sell it to a man with big arms who can carry it away and leave some space in my gaming collection or woman that's or not woman. Being, this that's is a good inclusive. point yeah yeah um yeah actually that reminds me of my first experiences of cooperative stuff was warhammer quests and hero quest actually oh cool yeah yeah um which theoretically, Hero Quest particularly was supposed to be like somebody was the GM or DM of the mm. ball game version of a role playing game, essentially very simplified. Um, but you could quite easily play as a cooperative with you kind of mutually going right. This yeah. is where somebody horrible will put things. We're all going to deal with that. But yeah, we used to play that as a 
I used to play it with my, my dad and my sister on a weekend. Okay, yeah. A, sort of a long running campaign we had going for that. There was like role play light and cooperative play lights. Cause yeah. It, it's got board game mechanics in it. It's a board game. Yeah. But it also has a little bit more to it if you want to add it in. Yeah. So that kind of that semi cooperative thing, therefore, then brings me to the semi cooperative game. Is that the right way up? Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, Dead of Winter being my mm. favourite semi cooperative game that I have ever played. Yes. Uh, there's loads of them. I've got Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yep. Uh, sat in there, which starts off cooperative, and then one of you is the betrayer. Sometimes, some sometimes, <laughs> not every time, no. but nine, nine, 47 times out of fifty. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a thing that happens. Yeah, um, <laughs> betrayal at House on the Hill is an interesting one because it starts very cooperative, but then you you don't quite know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Dead of Winter then. Yeah, um, yeah. Betrayal at House on the Hill, sorry. <clears throat> Betrayal at House on the Hill is an interesting one because you don't know who the betrayer is going to be, the person who's not quite on your side. In a game like Dead of Winter, you know who, or the, the betrayer knows who they are. Yes. If there is one, it actually has a thing of there might not be a betrayer. And what it does is it kind of sows a little bit of discontent mm-hmm. amongst the players and stops something bad from happening. Um, so I was going to talk about the pros and cons of cooperative games. Yes. I suppose the big problem with co-op games can be this idea of quarterbacking. Let's let's get into that first. Because I yeah. think that's one of the things that people really dislike potentially about cooperative games. Yes. You do kind of need to approach cooperative games on an equal platform to everybody else who's played it. Yes. Maybe you need somebody who's read the rule book and understands it to kind of explain to everybody else. Yeah. But you need to not play with somebody who's played it loads before because, as you said, they will quarterback the rest of the game yes. and just tell other players exactly what they need to do to be optimum. Pandemic yeah. is terrible for this, unfortunately. Yeah. There is there is kind it, of optimum it, routes to go through and if you've played it enough, you know what they are. Yeah. So Pan- Pandemic is a big puzzle and there's things you can do to very much maximise your chances of survival and mitigate the randomness. Yeah. Um, but lots of lots of cooperative games potentially can suffer from this idea of a quarterback, someone who is running the team, someone who is telling everybody else what they should do and is essentially playing a solo game with their friends. Yeah. And they take over. And you're right in that quite often it's the person who's played it the most, the yeah. person who knows these things the person who's got the best kind of system mastery which yeah. might not be the most plays but be the kind of person that's got that or, brain or just clicked it. with that particular game yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's not always though yeah it can also be somebody who's got a particularly strong personality who's i have to take charge of this or what things are going to get done it's a really nice way of saying things a strong personality <laughs> yes <laughs> i try not to offend uh the potential viewers with strong personalities on the internet like, like when i when i was a teacher and referred to certain students as challenging yes <laughs> They're particularly challenging. Yes. Well, you got a bit of work and you were like, little Johnny, that, that essay was interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's a loaded word. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Someone who, who naturally kind of takes charge. Yeah. Uh, especially if you've got people in the group who are naturally kind of more laid back, more relaxed. Yeah. Maybe don't care as much about winning. Potentially. Or if you end up devolving into sort of, not an argument, uh, it can do, but, uh, you know, you're debating things quite a lot between yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And quite often it ends up law and on one person's shoulders go, right, no, the rest of you need to stop, we're doing this. But that also ends up being the one person who ends up basically making the decisions throughout the game. Yeah. 
And so I think this is this is something that comes up time and time again when I look on forums and on Reddit and on Facebook groups and those kind of things is people, oh, I don't like it. It's too much quarterbacking. Yeah. That's not necessarily the fault of the game. No, not really. It's you not having the right gaming group for the game itself. Yeah. And so you're right in that cooperative games need to be approached in a certain way. Yeah. And so if you do know the game better than everyone else, maybe you need to take a back seat yep. and suck it up for a bit. Just let people just, make their own mistakes. Yep. Just help with like, oh, no, you can't do that. You need to, because the rules say you can only do this thing. Yeah. 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 You could be Mr. Rules Man or yeah. Mrs. Rules Woman yeah. or even Ms. Rules person whatever you want to do uh but just to make sure you're not telling people what to do because i guarantee the way that you got really good at the game was by making mistakes and learning from them yes. and you're denying players that that thing it's also kind of the fun part of cooperative games is that risk of losing yeah and losing yeah. a lot at the start and then finally beating the puzzle in pandemic's case or or the challenge yeah, yeah. you've come across yeah um I mean, certain don't fall into it quite as much. I mean, Mysterium doesn't fall into that category quite as heavily. No, no. Um, specifically because each person's got their own thing they need to solve. Yeah, they can, yeah. Somebody can be in charge and go, no, they meant this clue or that, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you but... can help each other out, but ultimately you're moving your own piece in your own place. Yeah. There is an element in Mysterium, basically you've got, I don't know, let's say there's four potential locations. Yeah. One might be a red herring and three will be... but be for the players but there'll be three players yeah so, and there's no overlap so you're not both going to go to the same place so you're kind of still working together to go well i think my clue is the kitchen but yeah but he sent me a knife and a picture of a frog why a frog i don't know french people eat frogs <laughs> um, and so you've got like this I've this thing of, before yeah yeah <laughs> um real life um <laughs> You've got this kind of, you're still working together. You're not solving your own individual puzzle because no. other people's clues help you. Yes. And the clue giver is desperately like screaming away inside their own head going, no, frog, French, there's a bicycle on this picture. <laughs> we have had a friend uh, take to wearing essentially a mask on their face the entire game because they it. couldn't stop the grimacing and the essentially wanting to headbutt the table throughout the whole game. I just think he wanted to wear a mask. Quite possibly. Fostering an aura of mystique and potential violence. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, quarterbacking is is a really horrible, can be a really horrible element of, yeah. of the game. Really, really spoiling of, yeah. of a cooperative game, unfortunately. And so, I mean, I have a tendency to do that. I have been accused in the past of having a strong personality. <laughs> I've also been called interesting and challenging at various <laughs> points. Um, and so I kind of have to sit back and get my enjoyment in a different way or make my case and then stop. Yes. So we played halfway through Pandemic Legacy. I mm -hmm. uh, didn't finish it. No, no. Cause... That was two years ago? Yeah. Oh, long time ago. Poor. Get rid of the dust. Um, <laughs> I started recently, start of the year, a new game of Pandemic Legacy with some new players Yeah, um, who I'd never actually gamed with before. We all chatted to Tenor in because their group were nicer than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Bitterness. Uh, so we, but we bought a copy of the game, sat around to play it. And obviously I played the first few months. So I, I just, I basically was very, very passive. Yeah. Like incredibly like you want to do that cool you do that cool yeah. i'm just going to do this because i didn't want to yeah ruin the surprises pandemic legacy unlocks things as you go through the months just going to burp 
into my own armpit <laughs> like a swan <laughs> that's what they're doing <laughs> um yeah so pandemic legacy unlocks things as you go through the months but we caught up really quickly within a couple play sessions yeah. and then i was like well i don't i don't have to be passive now and i was starting to boss them around because i think i played a lot more pandemic than them yeah um and there's one of the other players in that group has very different ideas about how the game is to be played. And they're not wrong ideas. No. We've just got very two very different ways of, of doing it. Um, he always wants to mitigate risk, whereas I'm very goal-focused on, well, if that happens, that's fine, but we need to we need to get that card there so we can cure the thing now. Do it now. Do it now. Yeah. And so we're playing sort of opposite ends of the spectrum, if you like. Yes. Um, and so... That was a quite a nice learning experience for me to be able to go, this is what I think we should do. Oh, um, I don't think we should do that. Go, well, it's your go. You do, you do what you think. Yeah. You do what you think is right. Obviously not passive aggressively, but... You do what you think is right, yeah? You make your little move with your little man. <laughs> just, just, push him around, just push him around randomly and see if I care, you know? God, that's actually making me want to flip the table. That's really bad. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're playing those sort of games and you... You just need to be a bit self-aware of, of what you, you're capable of or what you want to do when you're playing a game. And yeah. yeah, just, yeah. just be a bit self-conscious. Yeah. And that's fine. I think sometimes it comes from a good place. That's the thing with quarterbacking. Yeah. It's that desire to win because yeah. perhaps maybe that's where you find the most fun or you think that everyone else is going to enjoy it more if you're if everyone wins. You're like trying to help everyone have fun. Yeah. You don't want to lose. Um, and also... Maybe someone doesn't really know what they're doing. You're trying to be like, oh, Aaron, don't forget you can do this thing. And Aaron's yeah. like, what? Sorry, I stuck that card to my face with spit and I'm going to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, but, but that, that'll be really useful. You flinched when I moved my hand to your face. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologise. It's like, is there a card on my face? Oh, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's like the big, I feel that was the elephant in the room. E- e- the yeah, big it's... American football guy in pads yeah. in the room. With a trunk? Might be called Elephant, yeah. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Um, What about the good side then, the positives? The positives to playing a co-op game, especially when compared to playing something competitive. Oh, my God. Competitive. Um, I mean, it could be a lot less tense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's... I I, you play it with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I always find that cooperative games work well as a family game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, everybody's got I don't have a family. Okay, make the internet sad. I'm sorry. It's all right, mate. You just keep bringing it up. <laughs> okay, or people you consider family. I don't have any of them either. Well, that's your own fault. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, everybody's got their stories of, of Monopoly ruining a, yeah, a game yeah. with, with loved ones, essentially. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people with strong personalities aren't the best people to play competitive games with. Yes. Because they get too competitive. Yeah, and stop. Because there's a level of enjoyment of just playing a game rather yeah, than necessarily yeah. winning it. And some people are not interested in necessarily in winning as much as in enjoying the game and the system yeah. and stuff. And yeah, a cooperative game is a gentle way of having a game without that aggressive tendencies put in place. Yeah, You're yeah. focused on beating the game, not each other. Yes, yeah. So the focus of any kind of like, damn it, where did that come from isn't a person no it's it's a card that's been flipped it's yeah a, it's a it's a dice that's landed a certain way yeah it's that kind of thing yes so it kind of removes some of that potential for conflict yeah 
I think there's a lot to be said as well for the idea of actually working together with your fellow human beings in order to solve a problem. Yes. That's nice. It I is. enjoy that. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't happen often enough. It's, it's something we should be <laughs> supposed to be encouraged. You know, you're supposed to work with your fellow ma- uh, human. And um, yeah, we, we don't very often. So yeah, actually mm. working together to solve something or beat something. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a energizing feeling from yeah. that i mean we're a tribal society yeah but I, f- I feel like modern culture is very individualistic yes um especially in the west um you have a society that says you you're on your own go and do your thing and i mean especially these days i mean we are we are tribal in the sense that people form groups yeah but we're forming smaller and smaller and more insular groups yeah you know we're getting very very excited about the seven other people in the world who think exactly the same as we do and we have our own subreddit and we don't talk to anyone else yeah um and we wear our tinfoil hats together and go and stab people that aren't us whatever it might be yeah that's i've i've given away my wednesdays haven't i (laughs) um no stabbing stabbing bad but there is i think teamwork is something that doesn't happen as much as maybe it should in in the world yes even at work quite often you can consider your colleagues to be competition rather than people on the same side yeah or you can see them as obstructive assholes who are stopping you from getting your vital work done by damn it prioritizing their own workload yeah (sighs) what's that for how dare they but yeah you know some people are naturally very good at teamwork yep uh, and some people are. Oh, I think it's actually, a, it's nice to kind of flex those muscles. Um, I really like the fact that in a cooperative game, you all win or you all lose. Yeah. Sometimes when you play a game, you, winning can be a really lonely place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this might be a hashtag first world problem. But <laughs> a little bit. I've won games and felt incredibly guilty when I've looked yeah. around the table and someone else appears to have had a shitty time and hasn't enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, same, exactly the same. I've gone, oh, okay, it's not something I want to gloat over. Because like, yeah. they'd enjoy the game, I'd, I'd feel yeah. like gloating a bit, but no, it's, it's, I've made somebody miserable. Yeah, and conversely, I've had a couple situations where I've lost, and I don't tend to mind losing unless someone laughs at me or points at me or makes an issue or yeah. is like, oh, you're rubbish, and makes it personal in some yes. way. Yeah, yeah. At which point, a little bullied switch inside my head from when I was a little eight-year-old kid just flips and i'm like this is the worst thing ever and i want to kill everyone yeah and i get really wound up by it i can lose as long as the person i'm playing against is a gracious winner yeah yeah the moment i play someone at a game and they go oh good game yeah i made that mistake in the third turn like no i beat you you Ah! (laughs) It, it, it winds me up yeah. Because they're taking away from my victory at that point. <laughs> because it, I haven't beaten them. They made a mistake. They beat themselves. They lost the game for themselves. Yeah. And I know quite often it's not what they mean. No, no, I don't think that's necessarily what they're... they're... But that's how I interpret it. Mm. God damn it, in the heat of the moment. Just <laughs> yeah. pop my, my balloon. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's the issue with co- uh, competitive gaming as such. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And some people are naturally bad winners and some people are naturally bad losers. Yeah. Are you a bad winner or a bad loser? It entirely depends on what I'm playing. I tend to be more of a guilty winner. Um, unless I can be a bad loser. 
if I feel like I've been picked on. You loser. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, it, dep- it depends on what I've lost. I mean, like Malifaux. There's quite a lot of times when I've I've sulked a little bit when I've lost at Malifaux. Not because the other that. person's beaten me, because <laughs> I don't have an issue with somebody outplaying me. That is yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. That, I, I, I can accept that. That's for the best. And yeah, <laughs> to be fair, yeah, because I am crap at it. Yeah. Um, You're getting better. Yeah. And yeah, no, I mean, if I watch somebody beat me, I can learn how they've beaten me. Yeah. So I can learn things from that. When, when it annoys me is when... I know there's been a massive turning point in the game where I might not have lost as badly or I might have even had a chance of drawing or winning based on a single random yeah. chance. So you flip the black joker, which in Malifaux terms is essentially reaching into the magic hat for a bunny and putting yeah. out a handful of bunny poo and then smearing it on your own face. Yes. Yeah. And doing that twice in the same turn is infuriating. Yes. Um, yeah. You flip the black joker twice. Cause yeah. You're not supposed to be able to do that, really, unless you've no, gone no, through no. the whole deck of cards. Yeah, yeah. We've we had a big turn at one point. Yeah, I managed to go through both. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. stuff like that that'll infuriate me. And then yeah, I'll become yeah. across as a really bad loser. Where I'm not trying not to be because yeah. I want to learn from the other person. That's the thing, actually. Random chance really gets my goat sometimes yeah. in games. Um, especially if I'm tired. Yes. Or it's the kind of thing, like, you know, it's rolling a dice. It's like anything but a one and my strategy has come up perfect and you roll that one and you're like everything has fallen apart my empire is dust i can't do anything right yeah my parents never loved me that's why i don't have a family <laughs> and, and you know it just it's just like the whole thing crumbles every, every and life just apart. crumbles yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. i don't find with a cooperative game i get as infuriated by no, it as much because someone else is sharing in that pain yes it, like life might be shit and actually i i kind of feel philosophically <laughs> subscribe to this yeah, yeah but if you've got people to share that shitness with it it's less shit if you've yes. got to eat a turd sandwich that's horrible if you've got to eat half a turd sandwich it's still horrible but you can get to the breath mints in double time and yeah. it's all fine <laughs> um so yeah it's not you've got a, you've always got a partner in success and a partner in failure yeah you've got someone to commiserate with yeah now that can turn i have seen it turn yeah I've seen it turn not in not in co-op games, but in games where you've got teams, mm. which are kind of almost like a semi-co-op. That you know you've got elements of cooperation and yeah. you've got elements of competition. But I've seen it where people have turned on their teammates and been like, "You guys are rubbish! If you'd only done the thing, that's not a unicorn. That's a cat with an ice cream on its head. How can you not tell that? I spent ages drawing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Because it's other people to blame instead of yourself. Yeah. 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 We still talk about the notorious cat with an ice cream on its head fiasco of 2001. <laughs> it's on a documentary and everything. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's it, it's something you ca- it can turn. It can be a case where someone gets blamed. So again, yeah. you have to enter into that spirit of we're a team. Yes. We're going to do the thing. And... You discuss decisions, but you make your own choices and yeah. you do what you want. Your go is your go. Yeah. There's nothing that annoys me worse than playing a game, uh, a cooperative game. In fact, any game, any game. Someone else moving my piece. Yeah, yeah. Without me kind of going, oh, could you? If they're like, oh, you could move over here. And they just move you. And I'm like, put it back. <laughs> put it back. Yeah, that makes, that's why we don't generally play with the dispatcher when we play with uh, Oh, see, that, that's fine because it's part of the rules. And it specifically and says... it's on their turn, yeah. to be fair, rather than your turn, which yeah. is... That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But the, it says, with another player's permission, yeah. 
move their piece. Yeah. That may be a second ed- pandemic thing <laughs> onwards. I don't know if it was in the first edition. Maybe it was added in. Don't think yeah. so. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Pandemics, um, pandemic, the dispatcher and the medic. Oh, yes. Yes. What a combo. Dream team. <laughs> the walking, farting cloud yeah. of cures. Yeah. It's the perfect symbiosis of skill and bureaucracy, isn't it? It's like <laughs> admin and talent. Yeah. And it's like one, one, they just function so much better together. <laughs> so, yes. Semi cooperative at Games End. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the solution to quarterbacking, potentially. Yes. So, in a semi cooperative game, basically, you have one player that may or may not be not on the team yes might be on a different side um in dead of winter that's determined randomly at the start of the game it becomes your objective um you also have actually in dead of winter the mechanic where everybody you actually do have a mechanic like literally a mechanic a guy a guy with a wrench yeah Uh, but the game mechanic of everyone having an individual goal as well as a shared set of goals that they're trying to achieve and what that does is you might be like we really need fire to stop the orphans freezing but my secret goal is to get all of the fire and burn everyone (laughs) no 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 there's no petrol here at the petrol station (laughs) <laughs> and then what they're thinking is, okay, has that person been has that person just been unlucky? Yeah. And all the petrol is hidden. Yeah. Have they been a betrayer and they're stealing the vital resources, or have they just got that secret goal and actually they can only win if they achieve their secret goal as well as the yeah. communal goal? Because you want so essentially you want everybody's cooperating to get their secret goal and the communal goal as well. Yeah. And they're not really allowed to discuss it. Yeah. So yeah, you're constantly doubting absolutely everything. Most of the time, it's just oh, they must be the betrayer. They've stolen something. But yes. <laughs> yeah. I I tend to if if I feel someone's done something against me, I tend to escalate. <laughs> I I must sound like a right psychopath on this <laughs> podcast. It's nice to pretend to be in a team. <laughs> Sometimes I get angry. Um, but yeah, I tend to go. They're the betrayer. They're the betrayer. I don't go. Oh, they they probably they probably just need food for their secret goal. Yeah. I always get build a killer robot in uh, Dead of Winter. <laughs> yeah. Which is totally what I'd be doing. Yeah. In if, real life. If, if you had the skills, yeah, yeah. That one or the um, let's hide and get fat and eat our feelings one and just eat all the food. <laughs> Probably that one because it's easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots of other semi-cooperative games. Um, mm-hmm. So Betrayal at House on the Hill, you determine that betrayer part way through the game, mm. which is interesting because there's kind of a thing of you're keeping an eye on what everyone's been doing and what things they've got just in case. Yeah. And you can't all 100% trust each other all the time. But you don't you don't want to do something that's going to screw you over if you're not the betrayer. Yeah. Or screw you over if you are. And there's like a nice kind of tension to it. Yeah. Because as you said, nobody, not even the betrayer knows who they are until a certain point in the game gets yes. in. Yeah. So. And then sometimes as well, some of the scenarios. So the way it works is there's 50 potential end of the games. You explore a mansion. Yeah. Uh, the house on the hill. Um, and you you explore and then there is an event and depending on where it happens to who and the, the, the dice kind of make this happen slightly randomly you have 50 different scenarios so it might be that you're in the basement and you discover alien eggs or a ghost comes out of the, the attic or it could yeah. be like 50 different horror scenarios yeah um, and yeah, you don't know who's going to be the betrayer, who's going to be the one who goes, I've been an alien all along. Yeah. Which is good because it doesn't mean you don't have to bluff or lie. 
No, which is useful up until yeah. a certain point, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the games I've always wanted to try and haven't, so if anybody out there has played this, please let me know and if it's any good and if I should pick it up, was the Battlestar Galactica one. Ah, so it's interesting that you say that. I'm hoping we can get our hands on a copy of that uh, next month uh, and play it with one of our Twit super fans who's yeah. going to come around and play it with us and then we're going to talk about it. Awesome, yeah. Because it's one of the first, isn't it? Yes, one of the first. And it's kind of got the mechanics that sit in this one where one of you is the secret train, you know who you are. Yeah. And also got the mechanics in House and the Trail and also Haunted Hill where you might be the Cylon who are the sort of artificial humans who yeah, are yeah. trying to kill all of humanity. Um, without realising you're a side-on. Yeah. So you get part of it through the game and go, oh, sh- oh I was I was on the wrong side. Um, and you can throw people out of airlocks and stuff, which, Ooh. you know, I just, I just like, like to start launching friends out in space. Scary, mate. Scary. Glimpse <laughs> into your twisted psyche. Yes. Yeah. What's a space betrayer's favourite tea? Ceylon. <laughs> All right, I, like hey, I quite like hey. that one. I wrote that just now. It needs a bit of work. <laughs> it's gone all right. Um, yeah, so that that does look uh, does look fun and interesting, and it's yeah. a really interesting way of kind of solving that problem of one player taking over. Yes, because you could then stab them in the back because they might be deliberately trying to take over because they're trying to betray you. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to move to an even darker part of the timeline. Now, Aaron, we're going to talk about. What happens in a competitive game yeah. when two of the players start cooperating when they're not supposed to? Oh, oh, <laughs> so oh. there's lots of, I've played lots of games where you forge alliances and you work together for short-term goal. This is yeah. a thing in games and it's really, really good. Played yeah. like the Game of Thrones uh, board game. It's not the best board game, no, but... but it does encourage you to sort of make and break alliances. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Imperium, you can actually formalise with trade agreements, mm-hmm. sort of alliances, and then if you go to war, you they get broken and yeah. things like that. So there's mechanical effects. Uh, Risk, we played a lot of Risk Legacy many yes. moons ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that often involves smaller, weaker powers ganging up together to take on the bigger powers, yeah. just like in real life. <coughs> and then Aaron died. So... That's fine. Yeah. But the phenomenon I'm referring to is yeah. the phenomenon, phenomenon, yeah, yeah. phenomena, the phenomenon. One phenomenon, two phenomena, three phenomena, ha. Phenomena, <laughs> <laughs> ho, for. Phenomena, ho. Santa based. Yes. <laughs> phenomenon. You just call Santa a ho. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. Always chimneys. <sighs> Stuffing chimneys down your prostitutes. No, <laughs> prostitutes down your chimney. Yes. Um, completely on the off topic but have you ever have you, do you know david sidaris he's a very small very gay uh very squeaky voiced american humorist he's one of my favorite people in the world he's really funny i've probably seen he him do something. tells a story a story about um let me get this right uh the story about the dutch tradition of father christmas and the six to ten black men <laughs> What? <laughs> Which is seriously one of the funniest things I've ever read yeah. and then listened to when he performed it on his Radio 4 show. Okay. Uh, I probably got the numbers wrong. I'll see if I can find it and add it as a link because it's yeah. just pure pure hilarity. Just just completely off topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were we saying? I've lost um, it. Oh, about Phenomenal. Those, uh, yeah. yeah, those the f- alliances that aren't necessarily mechanically yeah. made. So the idea of king-making is massively, massively controversial annoying 
a, a topic of hot debate within the board gaming community. It's one of those things that come up comes up quite often. Mm. Often in a kind of a post about this was happening and then this person did this thing and my game was ruined. Yeah. King making is often happens when one player realizes they can't win. Yeah. And so turns their resources to making sure that another player can. <coughs> Sorry. That's right. <sighs> Just stop smoking, mate. Yeah. Um Yes. Yeah. And we've had this happen in games we've played. Oh my god, it's annoying. Yes, it's the worst worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it's very frustrating because uh, mm, mm. you're not still not winning. No. I don't I don't as as a player, if I know I can't win a game and I'm yeah. starting to lose it, it's like right, I need to start making my own fun. How could I make these three other three people I'm playing with argue amongst each other? Yeah, yeah. In which case I might make what appears to be a kingmaker decision. And then swap it around somebody else, and then somebody else. Yeah, because they'll have an argument. Is making fun. people argue fun? <laughs> if it's in a limited fashion, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, um, like in, in the context of a game, obviously, yeah, not, not yeah. Like actually trying to murder each other, but like watching them in fight while you sit in the back and just go, uh, yeah, yeah. As long or, as everyone's in the spirit of the game, that's fine. Or in, yeah, if someone as, gets beaten to death in the car park after gaming night, then uh, maybe you've gone too far. Yeah, or you need a different group of friends if they're going to go that far. Um, yeah, or more people like that if you just want to live vicariously for the thrill. <laughs> you could die at any minute, which makes every second precious. Yes. That's Wednesday still, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like when I played Game of Thrones and did terribly and mm. ended up with being the king of my siege engine and no <laughs> land. I just, I just wandered the landscape randomly attacking armies every now and then just to assert my authority. It was it was sad. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. I knew I'd lost, but it, it was, was entertaining. Like if Don Quixote found, his, found a windmill and took it with him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was kind of sweet. We didn't murder you because then you'd be knocked out of the game. Yeah, which would have been completely unfun. Yeah, so yeah, just having yeah. me wander around, just yeah. And it was entertaining. It was it had a fun, made for a fun story afterwards. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But king making, I don't understand. It's like, oh, you know, this person's going to win. Oh, I'm going to side yeah. side with them. It's like, oh, well, you don't get any side glory from it. Yeah. It, there's a difference between so. There's a difference between just playing the game and looking accidentally like you've king made. So you, yeah. if you've played the most optimum move to maximise the points you're going to get, you know, the victory points or the dongleberries or the hugs, however you're measuring success yep. in your uh, in your game. Oh, we need to make a game where hugs are the currency. Yeah. That would be good. Although you would never want any hugs. No, no. no but, you know, I could, I could pass my hugs to other people. You, you could know? live vicariously through pretend hugs. Yes. Yeah, that would be nice for you. <laughs> and maybe one day we'll hug again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I can understand that. I yeah. can kind of understand it. Kind of. If Say if I was absolutely decimated by you vindictively breaking our alliance and crushing my armies when I was looking the other way. Yes. I might I might not be happy with you. So siding with somebody else got the best chance of kicking yeah. you in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a teeth. consequence of what you've done in the game. Yeah. But when people go, oh, this is my friend and I'm going to make sure they win. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like, if somebody has done something to you in game and then you side with somebody to keep taking down, that's fair. Yeah. That, yeah. that feels like political machinations in, in effect. That's yeah. fine. Because that's, that's contained within the game itself. 
Yeah. Whereas, yeah, my friend is going to win is I've brought somebody along who, who if you play as wits, could do everything to make sure that we win and nobody else does. Yeah. I suppose the, the counter to that is that if you're really deserving of winning, then you can put together a strategy that can overcome this. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, that's. I, if, I've heard this no. espoused as a, you know, you're still playing the game. Those people are still variables. You need to, to cover these things. It's when people mm-hmm. are making massively suboptimal moves mm-hmm. that maybe even damage them and make them lose by even more simply to mess with someone or to make sure that someone else wins. Yeah. That's kind of what kingmaking is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And if, even if mechanically it's a plausibility. You've still got two people who are deliberately trying to screw you over. Specifically, it would feel it feels like all you and the other people. You're yeah, over. yeah. It's like it doesn't matter whether mechanically that's set up or not. It's like oh, that just seems douchey. Yeah. So yeah. there's and there's nothing inbuilt in a game to stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah, there are games where if one person does play that, those suboptimal rules to make sure yeah. the other person's getting further ahead, unless all three other people get together and unless all the other players get together, and that's yeah. assuming that's a possibility. And do the one thing to beat that person, which means they're not trying to win. They're just trying to make sure that person doesn't. Yeah. That's not necessarily fun either. No, no. Um, and there are games like Risk. You know, yeah, we play yeah. games of Risk where that's, uh, you know, one person's done some obviously to make sure somebody else wins. It's not possible for the other players to do anything. Yeah. Other yeah. than take out the weaker player to make that player a little bit more plausible. But again, they're, they're not playing to try and win. They're just trying to stop that person from winning risk is an interesting one because there comes a point in risk where you can almost go and we should stop playing now and save the next half hour because you've won yes at this point same as monopoly same as a lot of games those sort of games yeah yeah yeah. um so that's an interesting one yeah because you spend extra time going i know what's going to happen what's the point of me doing this Yeah, yeah yeah i've actually been king made before yeah yeah we were playing risk legacy um and another player deliberately made a move that stopped someone else from being able to win knowing that it would leave me a really easy route to victory i think i remember play- i think I was yeah you were there game. you were there yeah yeah i do remember um, that one um and it was but- weird because it kind of felt a little bit like it took away from my victory like i hadn't I hadn't won. We'd won. And actually, I'd won. And piss off you. Yeah, yeah. I crushed you earlier. Go away. Yeah. Uh, but I can understand in that because that was a revenge on that particular person. Yes. I was going to say that was somebody taking back something. It was like, mm. this might make me win, but this puts that person further down. And I'm really angry at that person in this point in the game. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's more like accidental king yeah. making is, is okay almost. I think the psychology of a player that's realised they can't win is really interesting. Yes. Because... If you do help someone else, you become invested in that and you get a little bit of secondhand glory rubbed yeah. off on you. You might get, just get bored. And so you try to make the game finish as quickly as possible. So if you smack the person in second place really hard, yeah, then maybe everyone's going to give up. Or if you do this thing and you know that that person's going to win, but it's going to be earlier, I can kind of understand that as well. Yeah, My actually. attention wanders massively when I don't think I can win. Yeah. Even though winning isn't the point and the purpose of the game for me above all and everything else, I still no. get a bit... Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, because it's still... it's well, Competitive games, it's still the core mechanic behind it is winning. 
Yeah. Really. Yeah. So if that's taken away, half a good chunk of the game is taken away as well. Yeah. Even yeah. if that's not the main reason you're playing it. So yeah, I mean that's why I try to find other ways of having fun to stop myself from getting that bored. Yes. Yeah. I, I hopefully if you're playing a good game with an mm. amount of depth um, and an amount of stuff going on with it. Yeah. When you're losing is a, a way to maybe try a different strategy. Yeah. To use some different mechanics. Yeah. Do something you've never done before. Yeah, and to kind of play around with the game. Um, but again, that can seem like king-making, potentially. Yes. If you start deciding, oh, I wonder if I try this thing and I start collecting pots instead of swords because they're generated in a different way, quite clearly, in yeah. this made-up game yes, I'm yeah. thinking about. You'd make pots of clay, not for, you don't make swords of clay. No, swords of clay would be rubbish. They would break. And if you have a pot made of swords, then you'd get a very stabby stew. No one wants a stabby stew. No. But you, if that, if the person in first place was collecting pots and you start taking them away, they'd be like, you're taking away my pots. I've been collecting pots since half past six this morning. Yeah. And it's midnight now. It's been a very long game of stabby pot game. And <laughs> Twilight Imperium gets weird. It does. It does. It's all just pots and swords. Yeah. And little green blobs with tentacles. Uh, Tortoises. Oh, don't talk to me about the space turtles. <laughs> I hate the space turtles with a passion. A passion eclipsed only by my passion for pepperoni pizza. Mm, delicious. So, yeah, yeah I that was kind it. of a, it's meant to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. reference. It didn't really work. It wasn't clear. No, I think it's because they're more obsessed just with pizza rather yeah. than a specific type. I, I, but it is always pepperoni I, pizza they eat. I learned in a comedy workshop that, that specificity is funnier. Not when referencing, though. Yeah. Referencing is the lowest form of humour, isn't it? It's basically going, we both saw a thing. Yeah. We're the same. <laughs> Let's laugh together. Uncomfortably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Avoid that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, that can, that can come across as accidental king, mate. But again, it's accidental. It's not... Yeah. It's that person trying to make their own fun necessarily rather than i want this person to win because they're my bestest friend yeah that's i think oh. that specific element of king making yeah. is the thing that's irritating is you go in i know if i invite these two people around and one of them loses that that, that person's then gonna help them yeah and that's how every game is gonna go that's yeah. boring they team up together yeah and then you feel like you can i think the thing is as well is feeling like you're, you're trying to play two different balls in two different courts mm. and there's nothing wrong with playing with two balls no but when you're only expecting one ball action and yeah. having two is very difficult to juggle. Yes. Um, and you kind of got to split your attention and you're never going to be able to beat, you're never going to be able to play two games at once. No. Unless you do that crazy thing that Darren Brown did when he was playing chess. Have you seen that? No. So Darren Brown <laughs> yeah. uh, played a game of chess where he, uh, he played nine grandmasters at once. Yeah. Numbers may be slightly fuzzy. Uh, and he stood at a board and then a uh, guy made a move. And then he went to the next thing and he made a move and they went, basically went round. Yeah. Uh, so, so he made a move and then the other guy made a move and then he made a move and then the other guy made a move and he went round and round. So he's playing nine games of chess at once. Yeah. Uh, and he won half of them. Do you know how he did that? Uh, bribery. No. So he's playing game A. <coughs> mm -hmm. Person in game A moves uh, King's Pawn to B73. These aren't real numbers. Starts copying them. So he copies the next guy. So he goes to the next table and moves King's Pawn to B73. Yeah. And just mirrors so he their moves. So they're all the playing strategy. each other. And all he has to do is remember the last move that someone made. Yeah. 
So he isn't actually playing chess, which is amazing, That's, really clever. Yeah, and I've is. spoiled that episode for anyone who hasn't seen it. No, but it's still stunning and worth watching. Yeah. And then I think in the middle, like his ninth game, he played the weakest guy and managed to beat him. So yeah. he got like five out of nine. Or yeah. There was a method. It was very clever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that's relevant, but it's a thing I saw that I liked. Well, I mean, if you could play several ball games at the same time, possibly relevant. Yes. Balls, courts. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. You're trying to fight a war on two fronts and yeah. Hitler taught us that that is not a good idea. No. It can only lead to mass murder. Yeah. War is an, still murder. No an eventual suicide? Yeah, there are times when I felt like killing myself after one of some of these games, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to associate myself with Hitler in any way, shape or form. You are quite small. Can you paint? No. Have you been or are you ever going to be a vegetarian? Uh, I have been a vegetarian, yes. However, I have no issue with uh, Judaism. <laughs> um, I don't really want to invade Poland, just visit it. Um do you not need more land for your Volk? <laughs> this ain't getting, this ain't staying. <laughs> no way. It's a, all of this needs cutting. Um, yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So any, anything about cooperative games you think we've missed, Aaron? In the spirit of cooperation, I pass the metaphysical buck to you. When you pass a buck, are you passing a money or are you passing a deer? Were you passing? I think, passing a, I think it's supposed to be passing the puck, but it's got oh, okay. it's got warped over the years. You're not passing a kind of shrugging motion. You're trying to buck something. Oh yeah, yeah. Buck's a complicated word. It is. It really is. Yeah. Um, no, I can't really think of anything else. Cooperative game wise, to be honest. No, no. I didn't really go anywhere, did it? No, I thought it'd be something, but no, no. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to sum up? <laughs> <laughs> So to sum up then, because <laughs> we've come to the end, um, cooperative ball games, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're... They're, they're, a re- they're a different thing. I think a lot of people, when they think board games, especially if board games aren't the thing they're really into, yeah. they think board games are about you play a game against someone. You have to beat someone. Yeah. It's very confrontational. I think a lot of people actually shy away from that because of the table flipping monopoly thing, because they've got that person in their game group who reacts really badly yeah. um, because all sorts of reasons why people wouldn't want to play something competitive and sometimes the mood just takes you actually you want to kind of bond with your friends rather than pit your wits against them yes and so actually a cooperative game can be a nice change of pace yeah some groups actually only play cooperative games yeah um, and good luck to them there is no right or wrong way to structure your enjoyment of a hobby no, uh, no matter what other people say as long as no one else gets hurt and everyone has fun, then that's fine. They're really, really weird cooperative games when somebody got hurt. Especially if you hit them with the board. Yeah. Then you're not cooperating. Well, I was thinking more competitive games people might get hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but you might get your feelings hurt. Yeah. And then talk about it and have a conversation. Don't be a passive aggressive arsehole. <laughs> Brian. Um, <coughs> Yeah. yeah, so if you have played any of the cooperative games that we've mentioned and you've really liked them or really disliked them for whatever reason, let us know. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we're hoping that future podcasts, we can kind of go through people's opinions and, and kind mm. of share those uh, because otherwise it's just the two of us talking about things. Yeah. Uh, and actually it's really interesting to get different perspectives on things or maybe the perspectives of people who've thought a little bit harder than we have about something. Yeah. 
which is always good. If you've got any recommendations for, for some other cooperative games, especially if you've been listening this entire episode going, why haven't they mentioned my favourite game? These idiots, they know nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we admit we don't know everything. We do know some things. I know at Sounds least four good. things. Four? Yeah, yeah. One of those is how to count to four, though. Oh. So really it's three. Three things. So if you've got a, a favourite game that you think we'd uh, we'd enjoy, we think we you think we should we should play, let us know. We'll have a look. We'll check it out. We can't guarantee that we can check out every single game ever because, unfortunately, Aaron needs to get a proper job. You've got a proper job. I have well. got a proper uh, job, yeah. We can't guarantee we'll play every game, but no. if we do, if you know, if we see something, you recommend it, and we, we try it out, we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll try to talk about it on the channel. Yeah, that's yeah. That's only fair. Uh, there's so many games out there. There is. There's like, millions now. I've been into modern board gaming for four or five years, mm. and like it's just expanding so quickly. There's such a boom in these in games that I can barely... like. I feel I've got a good grip on the modern classics and then everyone's like have you played this have you played that all oh, this game's come out oh Rhino Knizzi has released another 14 games this Wednesday and you're like I can't keep up no it's not possible there's no reason why you should have feel you have to either yes there is yeah. nothing wrong with playing your favourite one over and over again yeah if you're having fun and no one's getting hurt yeah apart from the board game industry which is going to go broke but you've already bought your favourite game so bugger them yeah <laughs> um, yeah as long as people are having fun I think that's something we struggled with actually is trying is feeling pressure on the podcast to keep up with what's new yeah and try to always be on the cutting edge yeah because you want to be able to introduce something that other people maybe haven't had a chance to play yeah but the but, thing the thing with the cutting edge is it's sharp and painful yeah and you don't want to be there too long because eventually you will be split in two by it yes Ugh. yeah that's graphic isn't it yeah right and, and there's a lot of games out there that just get missed yeah in, in, yeah, in the kerfuffle, so... And there's nothing wrong with, with you know, if you've never played a game before, it's new to you. And you can be as enthused and excited and as full of wonder by playing that game as you would from the latest big Kickstarter with 427 miniatures hand-painted by Somali orphans. Yeah. that That's fine, as long as you're, again, enjoying yourself. That's yeah. fine. But it's taken us a bit of time to, to realise it's kind of okay for us not to be on that bleeding edge. Yeah. Um, of things and if you are if you're like i've just discovered this amazing game called settlers of Catan. it's really good who wants to play it and everyone's like yawn that's so last decade hit them with the board yeah, well <laughs> yeah it's still a great game yeah exactly find some new people yeah but people don't want to play it again yeah yeah that's fine you don't need to be an elitist snob about things no i don't like elitist snobs no no mm that bit elitist of a saying that yeah yeah i think i it's that it's that thing of do you, if you're tolerant do you tolerate intolerance are yeah. you a snob for snubbing the snobs are you being snobbish about your lack of snobbity it's yeah. tricky isn't it? yeah it's, it's complicated yeah. yeah um so our recommendation is to just enjoy your hobby and have fun yeah and hopefully if you listen to us we can help guide you along you might massively disagree mm. that's fine it's okay yeah it's okay aaron it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Why don't you shout at me? Oh, God. It got dark. I thought we were doing a movie reference and that's actual tears. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, episode 100 and something. I lost count. I lost count a while ago. Yeah. I know roughly. A lot of I know what decade we're in. That's fine. 
Yeah. So there's loads of stuff about board games, tabletop RPGs, miniature games, and the occasional bit of video game content in our podcast. We have a YouTube channel that is full of videos as well as a place where you can access those podcasts uh, in a slightly different way. Uh, we have a sister channel called Goodnight Internet, where we talk about the news and the internet, and we do sort of fun games and challenges that's slightly different to this, yep. which you've just launched. Uh, and we'd love it if you uh, checked it out. It's on YouTube. You can also find the Critical Twits on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, Twitter, and other places. Gmail. Gmail. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can mail us your thoughts and opinions if you don't want to splatter them all over a public forum like so much gloopy paint. Mm. Um, shameful gloopy paint, perhaps. <laughs> but if you don't want to share them in public, but you'd still like to get in contact with us, uh, you can contact us at criticaltwits at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. As, mm. as we said, we'd, we'd love to hear from uh, the people that, that listen. It genuinely makes our day when people reach out yeah. or when we see the subscribe number go up or when we see people sharing things with their friends. Uh, we love it and we love you for doing it. So until next time, uh, I've been Brian. I've been Aaron. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.